welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Yo, Sam, thank you very much, mate, for coming down today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks very much for having me there. Oh, mate, it's a, it's a pleasure. But, um, yeah, so I'd just like you, if you can, just tell us a little bit more about who you are. Obviously, um, you're representing Livinorg, and you also have your, your own um, like mental health awareness group just Sam Webb, right? So, bottom line is, you're doing great things, and uh, I saw you like on Instagram, and I heard about you for a client on another podcast, and uh, you know, it's it's close close to the heart for me this kind of stuff because uh, I, I know people have been affected by mental health issues and whatnot. So, yeah, just if you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself, please, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Um, these things can make a massive difference, especially for, for people from all walks of life that listen. Mm-hmm. Living started in 2013 after the death of a good friend. Uh, he took his life the night of September 15 of 2013. And um, Casey and myself co-founded Living soon after Dwayne's passing. And it rocked the community in more ways than one. And I'll never forget it. Mm. I'll never forget it, man. It was from an outside looking in, a young, charismatic, funny, cool guy that everyone liked to be around. You know, up and left the world. I mean, this happens on a daily basis. So there's thousands and thousands of Dwayne's and that story that exists as we speak right now. And we're just trying to do the best that we can to make a difference and to, to break the stigma that surrounds mental health. Mm. Of course. Oh, man, that's, that's a really sad, sad state of affairs. And uh, that's how I heard about you. I heard the story, like you just told me then. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's like, it's so alarming because uh, there's so many, so many guys, you know, suffering around the world and there's so much stigma attached to uh, obviously now with guys like yourself um, and you know creating the movement that you have in terms of raising awareness and just making guys you know aware that actually they're not the only ones suffering it's actually you know a lot more common than people think um, and it's just it's just great that you're uh, you know that you're, you're, you're doing what you're doing so that's awesome man but um, yeah I was just going to say about the next question um, I was going to see yeah I was just going to say about how I'd been affected basically and uh, I had my friend I had my friend on the uh, on the show and he has created his own uh, awareness group in the UK it's called uh, it's called Brotectors and uh, quite a catchy name but um, yeah he's just much like yourself he's just um, well he was actually suffering himself for years and uh, long story short he was suffering with uh, really bad depression for about six years he was on the verge of taking his own life and then uh, he started up Protectors is that in Wales? Uh, in Wales yeah, yeah. Cool. that's right yeah so uh, yeah so then he started um, he thought right there's only one way out of this if I can if I can help one person just like you said uh, off air if you can help one person you know um, get through it then that's going to motivate him and then he started he started reaching out and helping people and now he's uh, he's making waves now really helping people all over the world um, yeah, so he was affected. Um, I've got a cousin. I've got loads of people I know who've, who've been affected badly from anxiety, depression, and gone through, you know, really gone gone down to the trenches, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I had my own issues in my early 20s for a solid, say, year or two. I was struggling with uh, depression myself, and I was on the verge of taking uh, antidepressants and stuff, but uh, luckily I managed to, uh, to get through it. But um, yeah, so I was just going to say um, it's a lot more common than what we think, right, Sam? Yeah, it definitely is, man. And thanks so much for sharing some of your journey with, with mental health. And it goes to show that you know, mental health doesn't discriminate. It's, mm-hmm. It happens every day to, to all sorts of different people that do different things in their life. And um, it's very common. One, one in five will suffer with a diagnosable mental illness in the next 12 months. And that number's 
very high. It's twenty percent of people. So for us, we're trying to break down the stigma to give people the confidence to speak up and seek help. Because one of the biggest things that we see is males in particular don't like to share how they're feeling and their emotions and. More often than not, it ends in, in either a crisis or it, it can end in suicide. And and that can be stopped. That can be changed. And we're doing the best that we can to change that in, in more ways, hopefully, than one. And, mm. and, and likewise, you are too for sharing your story and, and spreading your awareness. And the guys in, the, in Wales are protectors. I mean, it's a big team. And there's yeah. so many organisations out there today that are trying to break down those stigmas. But... It still exists, and, mm-hmm. and we'll do our very best to make a difference where we can, but it's, it's a very complex tool, too, and it's an extremely complex subject matter that, you know, I'm forever learning, I'm a student of mm-hmm. life, and, yeah, I've been grateful, I guess, to, to experience on, on one, one level in my early years as a diagnosed with mental illness, but also losing, you know, a number of loved ones to it, so it's, I feel like I've got a pretty good understanding about it, but I'm always learning. Mm, always learning. Always. I know, and uh, I was going to say about that as well, because uh, the human brain, right, is the most complex thing on the planet anyways. So it's like, you know, the, even the specialists are still trying to work out, and there's so many different factors which come into it. So as you say, it's a constant learning, learning curve. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say, yeah, so you said one in five people, um, just run off those stats again, so one in five people will be, uh, you're talking about men, sorry, one in five men or one, people one in general? One in five people in general in the next 12 months will suffer with a diagnosable mental illness. Wow, that is yeah. In Australia alone, um, because it's our own backyard, I mean, we're losing eight people a day to suicide, that's reported. Oh my God. Over 3,000 a year, and the numbers aren't diminishing by any means, so... There's a lot of help, a lot of support out there, but mm. you know, in the, in those very dark times, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's it's all well and good, someone saying you're not alone, and you know you'll be right and get through this. But in that very bad moment and frame of mind, those dark times, you feel very alone. And mm. no matter what someone says or does, and no matter how close your friends and family are to you, sometimes that can make you feel even more alone. Mm. So I mean, it's it's a very complex area. Again, I I'm learning every day, speaking to people like yourself, and. Um, yeah, it's very much all about teamwork. Hundred mm, percent. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely uh, that's definitely make an impact. You know, I, I really want to try and step in, and as we just said, then if I can, whatever I can do to help and raise awareness, you know, I'm, I'm open for that, uh, open to that. So uh, if we can just, even if we can get a few people, you know, because a lot of guys listen to my podcast. I think it's yeah. predominantly male. So. Uh, yeah, so um, hopefully, you know, even if it was, because so, someone, even if it, you haven't been affected, the chances are somewhere along the line, you yeah. know, you know someone who, you know what I mean? So, uh, and it's just about having those measures in place, having strategies in place that you can help to get back on track to start living again, so mm. to speak. And, and it's not easy, it's very, very hard, mm. and it's very challenging. And I think you just got to really have those measures in place because it's not about changing the lows and changing the highs, it's how you get out of the lows and how you you, you foresee what it could be like when you're back on track to living again. Because mm. a lot of the time when you're struggling, you only see a tunnel vision. But if you can start training the brain and rewiring it, so to speak, I think you can you can certainly be in a lot better position. Definitely. Forward. Yeah, yeah, I'll, we'll come to that. I was going to ask you um, about some tips and tricks yeah. and stuff in terms of people who are, who are suffering with that. But I just wanted to say as well, um, my next question was the importance of speaking out, right? I mean, uh, that's got to be the top of the list when it comes to actually taking that first step. So it's extremely important, right, from what I've gathered from myself and from my good friend with the protectors. Um, 
it's, it's vital to actually tell someone about it, even if it's just one friend or something, right? You think that's an important part of it? Well, part of living's mantra and part of everything that we do, I mean, is it ain't weak to speak. But mm. there's a lot of people out there saying, why don't you speak up, speak up, speak up, get help. But it's really hard for someone that's struggling about how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. What do I say? Most of the time, they can't even articulate it. I know when I was struggling, so it was really hard to articulate how I was feeling. So how can you actually speak up if you don't know how to articulate it? So I think what's really important is giving people the tools to be able to start those conversations. Yes. Checking in with your friends from time to time. I'm sure we'll go over some tips and tricks to, to live in well. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's speaking up is an art, and we're not taught that in schools or, or workplaces, and that's something that we're working on behind the scenes to live in. Okay. Uh, so I, I must have missed the part at the beginning. I didn't realise you actually suffered. You had uh, some issues yourself as well with that. Uh, you know, with kind of whatever it was, mental mental issues. Um, but yeah, when I was younger and I experienced it, you hit the nail on the head then. Um, actually, you don't know how to articulate it, right? I've never really thought about this, actually, but when I look back, I couldn't explain the... Because it, it, all, they're all very unique, kind of... You know, because what I had, without going too much into it, was like, it was like um, OCD. It was an um, OCD thought pattern, um, like intrusive thoughts, um, and I went and saw a counsellor and stuff like that, and it didn't really do much for me. Um, and then I went and had CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, which actually worked wonders for me. That was a game changer for me. But yeah, you, I mean, you don't know how to articulate what you're actually thinking and feeling. It's very, very hard, isn't it? Very so hard. I've never thought of it like that. Very hard. Yeah. yeah. Most people don't know how to explain it. I think mm. that's the biggest challenge that we face because we're like, you'd rather speak up and suffer in silence, but people don't have sometimes an option like, mm. because they don't know that you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? Mm. Will they understand what I'm saying? I can't even articulate it, for example. How would I explain it to someone? What are they going to say if I can't articulate? It sort of makes me look like an idiot. Mm. So all these things come into mind and as you said, the, the brain's a very complex um, muscle. It's the most yeah, complex yeah, muscle absolutely. In, 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 a, in, a, in a human being. Exactly. So I mean, it's just a being about how to wire rewire your brain and everyone's very different on a number of different levels so what works for you may not work for me mm-hmm. and for the people who are listening it, it, it's a myriad of different things and it's not a one size fits all mm-hmm. so give yourself the patience to try and find the right fit and you might see a psychologist or a counsellor and if that doesn't work that's not where it ends you've mm-hmm. got to you've got to it's like finding a pair of shoes you know you don't just go and get the next pair of shoes and run in them if it doesn't, if they don't fit, mm-hmm. you're not going to buy them. You're going to find the best pair that fit you. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with a doctor. It's the same thing with your health mechanisms or strategies. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't interest you and you don't get excited from it and it doesn't make any impact, don't else. do it. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. yeah. You've got to change your approach. And, and yeah, as you say, like, you know, Rome, Rome wasn't built in the day, but it's And I heard you say, and actually downstairs, which I always say to people now, I'm more aware of how important the mind is training like I've been lifting weights for probably about 16 17 years you know I've, I've took it to a high level long story short competed at a high level as a you know fitness model yeah, that's right. that's cool. yeah yeah so um you know obviously the, the discipline and stuff like that involved with that teach you a lot about yourself but I was just going to say um the mind is no different to the muscles in the body right mm. so the gray matter in the brain and you know how the brain actually works um you need to train your brain and you have to actively seek ways and, and different actually uh, methods and I don't know whether that's reading, meditation, or um, you know, showing gratitude. All these different things, um, are like tools you could use to actually t- to help. Yeah. So you were just saying about how, how you need to train your brain, just like you do your muscles downstairs. Yeah. So yeah, onto the tips and tricks part, I guess. If yeah. you could uh, give us more of a yeah, absolutely. I mean, each to their own. I think um, tips and tricks. It- 
pretty much anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably tuning in to the podcast. Yep. Uh, you know, exercise is a big thing. And, and you don't have to be a fitness freak or a long-distance runner to get the benefits from exercise. A 15-minute, 20-minute brisk walk is exercise and keeping it consistent. You know, time and time again, it's shown, you know, evidence has shown results that really help the way people act, perform, changes some of their brain, you know, mechanisms and everything else over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a healthy habit, I guess. The habits take a while to get into, into rhythm, but once you get into that habit and routine, you, you can change the way that you think. You can change the way that you behave. Same thing with nutrition. I mean, you are what you eat most of the time, and I think um, gut health is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's very underrated. I'm glad you said that. We'll it's we'll talk, very underrated. It's so underrated. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about that a bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking up again, having good friends, staying connected with people, don't try and isolate yourself. When you're struggling and you're starting, starting to suffer or you're starting to see a little bit of pain come into your life and maybe you're not acting like you used to, you start reclusing, you start getting isolated. With this, mm-hmm. you know, try and stay connected. Mm-hmm. Do everything that you can yep. to, to stay connected because the most important thing is is connection in the human body um, mm-hmm. and the human mind and for people in particular. You've got to stay connected because those relationships is what human beings thrive off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, without a doubt. Absolutely, mate. Um, but yeah, connection, nutrition, diet, um, fitness, exercise, healthy relationships, yes. challenges, yep. stepping out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. getting good night's sleep, again, is a huge one. Mate, no they, one. They, don't, they, don't, they do not raise enough awareness and they, they, they don't tell us in terms of the medical uh, industry or whatever, the healthcare system, like they don't stress how important it is enough. Like I've listened to podcasts and read books and it is so important, like, you know, getting a minimum of six hours and having that good quality sleep. So, you know, preparing, it's not necessarily just about the duration, it's the quality, right? So preparing yourself for a good sleep and like having little kind of methods in place in terms of like not going on your phone or, yeah. you know, like you want, sometimes I get sucked in, you're on your phone in bed just before you go to sleep, that's killing the melatonin in your brain. And, but you were just saying then, sorry, just to go into, um, you were saying about the different pillars of health basically then, which is why I always uh, try and explain to people, you know, the four pillars of health. It's, it's the big rocks which are important, right? So like sleep, exercise, nutrition, and as you said, which is a vital component which people, I don't think, um, kind of value it enough when it comes to um, social connections uh, and interactions with humans, right? Because we're losing that connection more and more with technology and social media. Yeah. You know, Sam, like your walk, I'm walls worse as well, I'm not going to preach too much about it, but the amount of time you just see people just on their phone, yeah. just sucked in, walking around and not even communicating, you know, as a species, we're kind of dying a little bit in that area, you know what I mean? So that's another thing, but yeah, the four pillars of health, yeah, so I was just going to say about gut health then. Have you got any um, any kind of information on that or anything that you've experienced? I mean, for me personally, again, everyone's very different. I, you know, I, I wasn't, I never used to really feel that good after eating red meat, for example, so I don't eat red meat anymore. For me, I like to eat a lot of chicken and fish and a bit more of a Mediterranean type of diet, and mm-hmm. I really have seen a positive impact on my physical and mental health, mm. you know, but by getting into a new routine. And it did take a while, and it's not that I don't like red meat. It's just it didn't agree with me, and that's just me. And everyone, again, is very different. Mm-hmm. But I think, I'm, and again, research will back this up. Evidence will back this up. And there's a lot of research that suggests that healthy eating has a very, very big correlation with positive mental health. Mm. So Huge. Um, you can go ahead and you can exercise all you want, but if you're out of whack on the nutrition side and you're eating shit, 
and you're eating bad foods that are high in saturated fats and high in artificial sugars and all that sort of stuff and refined sugars, you're, you're not really giving yourself that great balance and no. it's all about the balance. So there's no point doing one thing really well and everything else really poor. Yeah, you're better exactly. off doing them all mediocre yes. because you're going to start seeing a lot better yeah. benefit. The same thing you in the gym, you know, mm. with your clients. You're, yeah. You can go and lift weights all you want, and you can do all the training you want. But if you don't eat the right food, you're probably not going to see any difference in, in your physical shape. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to get anywhere near, not yeah. even anywhere near as good a result. Um, and it all comes down to health. The healthiest state you can get your body in, and, and your gut. You know, I've I've said this on numerous podcasts in the, in the past. You know, but for example, all this I'm really fascinated by the gut. I've read loads of books on it and whatnot, um, and they find they're finding that about 90 to 95 percent of the serotonin receptors are actually located in the gut. Yeah. Now, as we both know, and maybe most of the listeners know, you know, serotonin is responsible essentially for your happiness, you know, libido, your, your overall wellness. It's a vital, vital neurochemical which is actually produced in your gut. Um, and about 20 different hormones are produced in your gut alone. There's a direct, they're finding now that there's actually a direct, whereas they didn't really know this before, there's a direct link between the gut and the brain. Yeah. I think it's via the, the vagus nerve or but something. They say that, they say you've got a second brain. Second brain? Yeah. Exactly, that's right. And now they call it the first brain. Now, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't it funny how, like, you know, uh, gut feeling and stuff, all these yeah. different, and you think you get a gut feeling, and all these old sayings now are kind of coming to light and. Yeah, it's just, it just fascinates me. So what you eat and nutrition is going to play uh, a huge part in it, I would say, you know, because, uh, again, once, what I've said to people on the, uh, in the past on the podcast is, you know, it's beyond, like, you are what you eat. Like, what you eat becomes a part of you. It's literally, like, we're more bacteria than we are human, right? So the bugs you put in your body via the food sources you eat are going to be a massive factor. But you're saying about sleep, uh, exercise, and social connections as well. Um, in terms of the social connections and, the, and actually surrounding yourself with white people, um, that's a very important thing, right? So I think you've, you've got to, if, if you're going through hard times mentally um, and you're, you know, you're struggling with depression or anxiety, whatever that is, personally from my experience, and I'm sure Sam can um, probably comprehend, who you surround yourself with in general is really important. But at those times in your life when you're having hard times, the people closest to you mean a lot, right? Yeah, definitely. So speaking out. Yeah, definitely. And it's not about quantity, it's quality all the time. Quality, I mean, yeah. Those connections are so important. And in the, in those dark times, the last thing you want to do is get out there and go and socialise. But I can almost guarantee most of the time when you actually do it, you, you, you will thank yourself after it. it. It could be an enormous challenge and a great, great big idea. Like, deal for you to do that mm. but when you actually do it you look back and you're like that really made me feel better mm-hmm. um, social connection goes back hundreds and thousands of years to when you know hunters and gatherers mm. and it's we, we need social connection to survive as human beings 100%. in this life that's the only way we yeah. actually evolved as humans isn't it? people by are everything yeah yeah absolutely it's probably I, I look back now and yeah they're all they're all got their own part to play but social connection is extremely important yeah 100% yeah, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that um, what was I going to say then yeah so I've got a few other questions um, I was going to go into something else and I kind of lost my train of thought a bit um, yeah so Oh, I was just going to say it's, it's entirely up to you if you don't want to if you don't want to talk about this. But um, I'm just going to say because there's a you know there's my, my cousin for example. You don't realise how bad people get when they don't talk about it and they keep it under wraps for long periods. You know, and they're on the verge of like suicide and stuff. You know, like so I've, I've, I've people close to me 
have been on the verge of suicide um, two, two, or two or three people now, you know? So um, I was just going to say, it's entirely up to you, but about, about your mate and stuff. I was going to see if you could tell people, like, just like real briefly the story about like what, what happened. You said, um, obviously, what happened and stuff. If you don't mind just yeah. saying, like, in, in terms of wh where was he at, did he speak about it, or if you don't mind talking yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I will, so much. Oh, absolutely, I mean. Just so people can relate. Yeah, yeah, very Thank much you. so. I was at a party with Dwayne the night that he took his life, and Dwayne opened up to me and, and said, Webb, you know, I consider you one of my closest mates, so I want to I let you know how I've been feeling, and um, pretty much opened up to me entirely that night about how he's been feeling in the past, and, you know, some of his challenges that he's faced, and, you know, Many times in that conversation that night, I'll never forget it. You know, Dwayne reassured me that things were really good as of that very moment, and that was in the past. And we'd already lost friends to, to suicide before that night, and we both spoke about the impact that that had on a number of different people from a number of different areas and the ripple effect that it causes. And I promise you, Webb, I, you know, I wouldn't do it if I did. And, you know, I'd come to you first. And, you know, I'd explain to you if I need help and we can get help together. And I thought I listened as best as I possibly could have. I thought I said everything I possibly could have said. And as someone who'd been touched by mental illness myself and via my family in a number of different ways, um, you know, I was pretty wrong. Like, I, I didn't, maybe I didn't have the, I, I didn't have the answers that he was looking for. And, and I look back now and the information that I know as of today, I probably would have saved his life, but I can't go back now and I can't change what's happened. Um, we utilise that, and I do it especially as a tipping point in my own life, because um, I, I could see it firsthand what the ripple effect had on so many people mm. and the devastation that it caused, and it still has caused on people's lives. I mean, you can't put a number on it, and um, yeah, Dwayne, life of the party, young, very talented dude. You know, if this is happening to someone like Dwayne, and, and I was in a very dark place that night too. So I think probably the most important takeaway I take away from that night and from that experience in particular is two things. Self-care is number one care. If you're not looking after yourself, you can't look after anyone else. And, and, and certainly not to the extent as you could if you were doing really well yourself. Um, Self-care is number one care. It's not selfish. You've got to look after yourself. And listening. Listening, but really listening. Difference between listening, but then actively listening yeah um, very different and yeah. you know that night I mean two things that yeah I've learnt I've learnt from that evening and we're doing the best we can to make a difference and that's just all we can do now and there's thousands of those stories that are happening right now mm. and everyone's got a personal story or a journey that not many people know about no. so what we're trying to do with living is getting people to own their vulnerabilities accept you know where they're at but also embrace you know their, their struggles use them as as power or strength don't let them shackle you so to speak mm. don't let them hold you back yeah because nothing positive comes from hiding your pain mm. okay and i always say if, if you're ever in doubt reach out mm. because you don't ever get sometimes you don't get second chances to ask for help and um sometimes you don't get a second chance to to offer that help either mm. you know and i look back now on that evening i'm thinking why didn't I ask him if he was suicidal? Did he have a plan? Because they would have been things I would ask now. Because mm. I'm a bit more educated. Mm. Um, but again, I wasn't. I wasn't probably in the front, you know, best frame of mind. I was scared to ask those probably really hard-hitting questions. And, mm. and that's what can happen. I never got another chance to ask. You know. And Mate, thanks very much for sharing that. With us. Right. I really appreciate that because I know it's extremely close to your heart. So yeah, uh, yeah thanks very much for that. And you were just saying about the uh, self-care. And I always try and stress this to people, and you, you literally hit the nail on the head again. Um, 
when it comes to self-care and people thinking they're selfish. You know, um, you know. For example, I've I've had in the past lots of clients who've had kids and stuff like that, and you know they're not looking after themselves because they they think that you know they are. They're putting their kids first, but as soon as they changed it round, where they started looking after themselves more, you know, coming to the gym, eating right, you know, just really just paying a little bit more attention to how they feel and actually getting themselves in a healthy state. The difference was immense in terms of like, they, they said everything improved, like the relationship with their kids, you know, their whole life changed because they put more focus on themselves, you know, because health is, you know, this, this podcast is called Optimize Your Body, right? So, you know, health is, is so important, right? So to, to get to at least get your body, try and look after yourself, like you said, self-care and overall wellness, and it's just so important, right? So, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, yeah. elaborate a bit on that. So, I just said that. Very true, and no one, no one knows everything about anything. So we're mm. all students of life, and you've got to embrace that, you know, mm. accept that. That you just, you, you always will be a student of life, and, mm. you know, and we're just one part of the puzzle. There's many organisations out there trying to make a difference, and it's about coming together. And you've been a massive help, and hopefully we can spread the love on there and make a bit of a difference too. Mm. Oh, definitely, that's that's the plan for sure. Um, I was going to say about, yeah, going a little bit into um, just like social media and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I've noticed that playing a big part in terms of, I've mentioned it a lot of times in the past on podcasts and whatnot, you know, like social comparisons and people compare themselves to other people on social media, you know, scrolling through their feed and whatnot. And it gives us this kind of like false illusion that, you know, everyone's living the perfect life in a sense, do not it? You know, um, sometimes and... uh, I was just wondering, I know there's so many different factors that come into it, but um, just, I always try and get, I, I use an app personally now, um, it's called Moments, and it tells you how long you spend on your phone. Wow. Oh, mate, it's alarming to say the least, yeah, so like, when I, my, at my worst, I spent like six and a half hours on my phone, and that's, bear in mind, I'm working full-time training clients, training, and I'm like, how the hell did I even spend? It made me really aware of the amount of time, you know, because you, you're putting yourself under, essentially under a state of stress, right, when you're, when you're on your phone. Um, it's not always a bad thing, but actually um, kind of monitoring how long you're spending on social media, because the average person spends like two and a half hours a day on social media, um, and that's just most of the time just scrolling and whatnot, not actually doing anything productive, just whatever. So do you think these kind of things are, are things to be aware of as well? I'm not sure if you've got to that point. I, I know it's probably at the bottom of the list, but... No, I mean, it's, it's, it's really important. It's, yeah. um, again, each to their own. And, and Absolutely, yeah. I think there's a lot of... It's a double-edged sword. Social media can be very positive and it can be very negative. Yes. It depends on how you see that and how you use that mm. in your own life to either benefit or make, make it a negative sort of thing. But, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot of good that comes out of social media, but don't. I mean, social media for a lot of people is a snapshot of a very small part of their day. Mm. So what you see on social media versus what's actually happening in their real life is probably most of the time not true. No, it's not so true. Don't, I say this to everyone too, is you can't compare your life to someone else's on social media or off social media. It's, it's like comparing apples with oranges. They're very two different things. Everyone's very different. A million likes, a thousand likes, a hundred likes, a thousand friends, whatever it is, the little blue tick on Instagram, you're not, you're not, that stuff is not what makes you happy. Yeah. If you're not happy within yourself, none of that shit will matter. Mm. So, yeah, you, you, you sort of want to own your own 
life, you know what I mean? And just embrace what you're doing. Stay in your lane. Mm. That's they're on their journey. Let them do what they're doing and accept that and be nice, be friendly and cool, great. Yeah. Don't be a hater. It's yeah, just yeah. yeah, great. Be be really happy for everyone because no one knows no one nothing. Mm. No one knows no one nothing. So yeah. just just do you. Mm. That's it. That's well put, mate. Um, another thing is distractions. I was just going to say, because it just sprung to mind then, my buddy who owns Protectors, uh, he said a very powerful thing for him. Obviously, exercise and stuff comes into that because that was part of the distraction. But he said finding distractions, whether that was going for a coffee with a friend or reading a book. You know, it's, and it was tough to read a book when you're in, the, in that state. Training. You know, training and, and whatnot. Do you think like distractions and actually, um, again, there's so many variables, right? So it's tough for us to say. I'm just trying my best to like, um, you know, appeal to the masses in the sense. You know, I'm just trying to put myself in other people's shoes who are listening. Um, and how, like, in terms of the tri- tips and tricks again, do you think distractions are important in terms of like finding things to do and pass- passing your time in most cases, or have you ever come across it's, that? It's, as a- I used to do it in my own life. I still probably do to some degree. I think it's it can again it can be a double edged sword. Mm. You, you might be keeping busy doing things that you might enjoy, and they might be uh, you might be insanely doing them, but you underlying that a lot of the time is an issue you probably don't really want to mm. deal with. So you're trying to keep busy and, and get distracted so you don't have time to sit in the emotions. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I live by three three A's in my life. I try to and it's not perfect. I'm forever learning and I'm, I go back to the drawing board and try to rewire and everything else. But accept, acknowledge and appreciate. Accept how you feel. Try and sit in it sometimes and just say, fuck, if it's not good, it's not good. But just accept that for what it is. Befriend it. So be a friend with it. Acknowledge it, so yeah, it's there. That's just how it is, and then appreciate it. So utilizing that in your own life to, to do something good out of it, mm. not something negative. Don't blame other people or blame certain things for those feelings and emotions because there's no one's fault. Sometimes it can just happen. Mm. Just embrace it. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. definitely distractions. I mean, if you're really passionate about certain things and it's a great escape for you, use acting for example. I'm an actor. Oh, so outside of running a, a non-profit I use acting it's a great escape for me but I also I thoroughly love it I'm yeah. very passionate about it and it's a, it's a great release for me it's a great balance for me and it complements both what I'm doing on the living front and then my acting side of things so I'm grateful oh, but everyone's very different absolutely yeah, yeah. And that's a very good point actually I'll uh just iterate my view on that as well because obviously I'm very fortunate where I'm, uh, I'm doing a job I love, right? So I'm a personal trainer. I've been doing this. I've been a personal trainer for like well over 10 years now. So it's not something I could see myself doing, you know, into my 40s. But, you know, I'm 30 years old now. And um, I'm just in the field and in the industry, fitness industry, which is, you know, I live, breathe and eat health and fitness, right? So it's just, it's, it's magic for me. Um, and training, you know, lifting weights, that's my therapy. You know, um, that's one of my... Um, you know, it's one of my hobbies, if you like, and it's my number one hobby, obviously. Um, I live, breathe, and eat that as well. But um, I was just going to say about, in terms of mental health, one of the things that's really helped me as of late, something I've been really consistent with, is showing gratitude. So um, I always talk about this. I actually done an episode on it recently, and um, just showing daily gratitude. So just, I read a really good book called um, 59 Seconds by Richard Wiseman. I'm not sure. Not no, sure I've never read that, that one. Oh, mate, it's really, really good. Yeah, really good. It's interesting. There's loads of studies in there and stuff on um, you know, the human brain and whatnot. But um, just he gives you this schedule and he says, you know, it really works. been proven to work. Just Monday to Friday, every day is different with gratitude. So like one day will be just three things you're grateful for. Another day will be... For example, Tuesday today is called Terrific Tuesday. So you reminisce on a time in your, in your mind where uh, a really pleasant memory, which brought you a lot of pleasure, and it was you know, a really happy moment. 
And the, the difference about and it's called 59 seconds because most of these things you can do in a minute or two, right? It doesn't take long. It made a massive difference, man, because I was doing gratitude, but I wasn't very consistent with it. Um, and that's something that's really helped me uh, mentally. So I was going to see if you had any um, rituals. I know you said you, you're, you're acting is something you love and you're passionate about. Uh, but if you can just give us more of an insight into you know, hobbies. I know you like to train and work out. Um, but anything else like for you know, gratitude yeah, meditation? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, exercise is a big part of my life. I used to running and again back to the distractions and as an escape running probably almost helped, well, helped save my life you know many years ago and running was a great way to, to keep the mind active but also off off other things and um but again each to their own uh, meditation i don't do any meditation i don't do any yoga at the moment although yoga does um does help me slows me down a little bit read definitely read i think reading is a really good um tool yep. that doesn't require a lot of energy mm. and it's you're learning as well mm. a lot but gratefuls is something I pride myself on mm. I used gratefuls every single day why you know grateful to have a roof over my head for example having breakfast lunch and dinner whenever I want it that's exactly like right. some people don't even have that yeah exactly a lot of people in the world don't don't have a roof over their head so like just the simple things in life like be very grateful that you've got them because a lot of the time people you know you tend to take them for granted and you want yeah. the next best thing but try and bring yourself back to where you, where you began why you're here why you started grateful's every night for me mm-hmm. you know I don't write them down anymore but for me I definitely go over three things that I'm grateful for mm-hmm. before I sleep and they could just be um, you know roof over my head breakfast, lunch and dinner and just grateful to, to have the relationships that I have in life mm. and maybe the next day be very different might be grateful that I got a chance to go for a walk down the beach today and I, I was able to go for a run at this time of the day I was able to you know eat this for lunch because I'm not normally eating that you know I mean just really basic stuff I think grateful's it's one thing being grateful but it's another thing actually using them Mm, to really yeah, apply them and execute them to really make a difference. Absolutely. It's easy for us to sit here and yeah, say, definitely. be grateful and come with three gratefuls no, right no, now. No, I was say you've actually that. truly got to try and put yourself in other people's shoes. Mm. I guess for me, yeah, I, I really like to explore that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning as well. But, mm. you know, I, yeah, I've, yeah. That's a good point you just, you just made then as well. Um, won't keep it for too much longer, by the way. Um, I was just going to say about gratitude. Yeah, it's easy for me to sit here and say that, but if I, if I go back to the uh, mental state I was in when I was mm. suffering, and my dad, that I would have laughed at that, and I would have said, "So, you know, for a lot of people, that's like kind of not one of the most important things, but it's something I'm just saying. It's something that helps me." But also, you said about learning. So I always say to people, you know, the three G. So um, gratitude or, or grateful, growing as well. So learning. So you know, like you said. You know, even if you were to read a few pages of a book each night, you know, you're going to... I think if you, if you read, like, a chapter of a book a night, you'd probably read something like 36 books a year or something along those lines, you know? And learning and actually occupying your mind and growing, um, it's... Oh, so good. I mean, it literally gives you purpose in life, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, and it's just vital. Like, we live in a world nowadays which is full of information, right? We've got more information available to us than ever, ever. Um, so I think just actually just having the tools you have available to you and just reading the old book, it's very therapeutic doing that. Um, and also just giving as well, right? So that's something I really want to work on um, is actually start giving more now. Um, and anything, it could be something simple like I'm buying someone a coffee. It could be just like 
might find that a bit weird by smiling at someone in the street, you know what I mean? Just can change simple, life. can change someone's life. Or, you know, just you see a homeless person on the street, you know, it's not even taking them in the shop to buy them stuff, which um, I would like to start doing. Just speaking to them and just, yeah. just like you said, showing compassion and actually getting into other people's bodies and just that alone makes you a lot more grateful, right? Yeah, and grounded too. Yeah, definitely. Grounded. 100%. Grounded for sure, yeah. Um, just to wrap it up, mate, yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, so you said earlier on, you said the two top tips was uh, listening and self-care. Yeah. I was going to see if you had maybe, like, one more, if you could just go over those yeah, two again yeah. and just maybe one more, just, yeah, like, absolutely. top takeaways. Biggest takeaways is self-care is number one care. Don't, don't, don't think you're selfish. Don't think you're... You shouldn't be looking after yourself before you look after anyone else. You should be looking after yourself because that means you'd be able to look after someone else better. Mm. Um, listening non-judgmentally, first and foremost. So listen non-judgmentally. And probably third is if you're ever in doubt, reach out. Like if you just don't know something or something doesn't feel right. Yeah. Or you're not comfortable or something, just reach out because what's the worst thing that can happen? You, you'll at least learn. Yeah, exactly. Or you'll find out and you'll, you'll be one step closer to, you know, getting to that answer that you want it. I think if if you're hesitant, you don't reach out, and if you're a bit in doubt about something, you don't reach out. It can it can it can cost you a lot. So I think if you're ever in doubt, reach out. It's very important. Thank you very very much, mate. I uh, I'll probably make it a wrap there. Um, There's probably more questions, but maybe we can link up another time soon. I'm sure you've dropped a lot of uh, a lot of handy advice there for the listeners. So. Uh, yeah, really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys, for, for tuning in. And yep. Thanks, Marty, for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure. It. Thanks for tuning in, guys.